afternoon and welcome everyone to this amazing, inspiring uh, meeting in the middle of the day to learn Torah in the middle of a busy workday. is a very special Kiddush Hashem and a very special opportunity every time I have this chus to join. I'm always in spell from the people who join and it's a, it's really a wonderful uh, project and Ashrechem to those who run Five Minutes of Torah for running such a beautiful program. I want to share with you a brief thought related to the Parsha, but also very much related to current events. And uh, by current events, I don't only mean things that are in the news right now, which it is true about that as well, but current events in the sense that they are always current. They are events that are always current. They are events that always affect us, and they are recurring themes throughout the history of the Jewish people. We know the Pasuk tells us that uh, Yaakov Avinu returns across the Yardin to try to grab some of his pachim katanim when he's there. He's confronted by Sarosh al by this mysterious, uh, mystical creature who represents Esav, and they engage in a battle, they engage in a fight, they wage a war against each other. And we learn so many lessons from this war, and it's worth it to look in the Mepharshim and to look in the uh, later Akronim as well, to see the messaging, to see the hints as to the struggles that the Jewish people and each individual face throughout history following that battle and mimicking that battle. It's almost like a Maisa Avos, Simon Levanim, on so many of the wars that we've had to wage over the course of history. But one particular note, that I'd like to bring out from a word in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Yaakov levado, ish imo That ish imo. What does it mean, ish imo, vav yud kuf? What does that mean, So the truth is, if you look throughout Tanakh, Rav Hirsch points this out, Rav Shamsh Rafael Hirsch points this out, if you look throughout Tanakh, the word avak does show up. Avak means dust. It means the thin particles of dirt that when you throw them in the air, they kind of evaporate and dissipate, not really evaporate, but float because they're so light. They stick to people. That's what avak means. You do find that in Tanakh, but this is the single instance in all of Tanakh and all of the uh, biblical literature where you find the word vaye avik, me'avik, a verb of avak. What does that mean in this context? So Rashi offers us two opinions. One of them uh, is vayis kasher, that they sort of uh, connected. We'll talk a little bit more that soon. The other possibility what Chazal bring up is that they made the dust of the earth kick up. They kicked up the dust of the earth, vaye avik. They were kicking up the dust while they were fighting. And that's also uh, supposed to be uh, representative of the fact that this battle would float all the way to Shemayim and then uh, have an impact on Shemayim, the upper worlds, as well as the rest of history. But the Ramban says something so fascinating here. And if you look at Rav Shem Hirsch, you'll find a similar idea. But the Ramban says the word Vayi'avik really means something different. It really means what it sort of sounds like, but it's not the letters you find in the Psukim. The Ramban says that Vayi'avik might be from the Lashon of Chibuk. Chibuk, Ches, Vez, Kuf means to hug, to come together, to wrap one's arms around another person, to hug, to embrace. That's chibuk. Now, this word is avak, vaye avik, aleph, vez, kuf. So really, it's not the same word. But the Ramban points out that in many places in Shas, you find this, that the word aleph, and the letter aleph, rather, and the letter ches can sometimes be interchanged based on the dialect that they use in the Gemara. The aleph and the ches can often be interchanged or sort of the aleph can be, this ches can be swallowed up by an aleph. So that's a normal, uh, that's normal procedurally in the dialect of Hebrew. And because of that, he assumes that it might be true in the Lushan of the Kra also. It might be true in Psukim as well, that sometimes you'll have an aleph that really is supposed to represent the ches. And in this case, the vaye avik ish imo should really be read vaye chabik, vaye chabik that the two of them hugged, they embraced. Yaakov and the Sarosh al representing Esav and all of his descendants, embraced, they hugged. Now, what in the world does that mean? We know the Pesukim are telling us they fought. We know the telling us they fought. So it's true. When you have uh, two people wrestling, so you sometimes, if you pause the frame and you show it to people, other than the fact that they're both wearing spandex and look crazy and have uh, eyes, their eyes look like they're ready to kill the other person, other than that, you might think they're hugging. You might think they're embracing. They're wrapped around each other. That's true. But we know what's going on. They're fighting, right? They're waging war. They're battling. So why does the Pasuk here, of all places, the Torah has other words, Melchama, other words for battle. 
for fighting. So why over here all of a sudden it's vayi avik? It's about hugging. It's vayi chabikayu, like the Ramban says, like Rosh Hashanah also says. Why is it about clinging together, which we said before, even Rashi was pointing out, vayi kasher, that vayi avik means to hug, to come close, to, to join together, to embrace in that way. So I saw there was a Rosh Kol and Israel who said the following of our Torah, and I think it's so important. We know that the Pesukim de- describe, Yaakov describes Esav as two things, Esav and Achi, my brother, Esav. And the Beis HaLevi, famously, Rabbi Yashav Baruch he explained that Esav comes to attack the Jewish people, the Gaim come to attack the Jewish people in two ways. Sometimes they represent themselves as an Esav, as an enemy, as someone who's external, outside of us, who's trying to break in, to breach the walls, to kill us, to destroy us. That's the form of anti-Semitism we're most familiar with. That's an Esav who's coming to attack us. But sometimes Esav attacks us as Achi, as our brother. He tries to blend in. He tries to come close to us. He tries to absorb us. He tries to give us a hug. And sometimes we confuse that hug and we think it's really an embrace. But that hug is really a chokehold. That hug is really an attempt to strangle us, to bring us so close that we get swallowed up, we get absorbed, and we forget our own identity. There are two types of battles the non-Jews will wage against us, the people who hate us. Anti-Semitism means we hate Judaism. There's two ways to attack Judaism. You can attack Yiddishkeit by trying to destroy it, by trying to cut it out, by trying to obliterate it. Or you could destroy it by trying to swallow it up, by giving it a big, fat hug, which really results in strangulation, which really cuts the Jewish people off entirely, absorbs them into a secular culture that is not theirs, that is foreign to them, and makes them disappear. Says this Rosh Kol and Eretz Simcha Maimon. He said, that's the Pshat in this Pasuk. Esav was representing all the battles that we would wage with the secular culture, with the non-Jewish world for the rest of history. And it's a fight. It's a war. It's tooth and nail. It's wrestling. But it also sometimes is a hug. It's an embrace. It's an embrace which really is a chokehold. And if we don't pay attention to that, if we don't realize that the Vayayavik, that hug, that embrace, that coming together that looks like it feels like we're being warmly embraced by the other culture outside of us, if we don't stop and realize that that really is going to strangle us, that will be our end, then we will lose that battle. We can fight as hard as we want, but if we don't realize there's a war going on, we're going to lose the battle. That's what Hanukkah is all about. Hanukkah was not a war to destroy the Jewish people physically. That's pointed out a million times over. It was a war to destroy the Jewish people from the inside out. The Yavanim were not looking to kill off the Jewish people. What were they looking to do? To absorb them, misyavnim. They were looking for assimilation. They were looking for us to go into their culture, to forget our identity, to forget who we are, to be so hugged and so embraced by the secular culture that we are not Jewish anymore. They didn't have to do anything else. They wouldn't have to lift a finger. True, it resulted in them making gezeras to try to take away our Torah, to try to take away our bris milah, but all of those were just the goal of making us feel more like them, making us feel loved and cared for and part of their culture. There are two types of anti-Semitism out there. The news and a lot of press about one type, one type of anti-Semitism, which is extremely dangerous and we have to be on, uh, on our guard and we have to be careful and it's a tremendous threat where people hate us and they have hate speech and they attack us and they try to kill us. And that will be forever, Ace of Sones Yaakov. But there's also another type, which is sometimes more insidious and more dangerous and can really seep in and creep into our homes. And that's the anti-Semitism of Avik Ish Imo, the hug, the embrace, which is really a chokehold. What do we allow into our homes? What culture are our children being raised with? What do we embrace when we're in the office or when we're out of the house? What is it that we're hugging? What is it that we're embracing? And if we're being hugged too tightly, are we really losing a battle that we didn't even realize we were waging? So as Hanukkah approaches, and as we pay attention to the Pesukim this week's Parsha, let's at least note that every hug might be a chokehold. Let's at least note that every fight is really something that's going to last a whole eternity that's represented in this Parsha, that's represented by the War of Hanukkah, but it's something we have to be completely on guard for and realize that if our guard is not up, 
we might be swallowed up. And Besiat Deshmaya, if our guard is up, and we can separate ourselves, and we can make ourselves Yiduim and known and Mitsuyanim Sham, people who stand out, who have an identity, who have a culture, then Amir Tashem, with the, with the Kaddish Baruch's help, will win that battle, and we won't lose to the Ve'avik Ishimo of Esau.